Hello, Duck fans! Welcome to another episode. It's a Monday edition. It's a new week. Yes, it is. A McCormick Mondays. Love having him on. Uh, I'm going to be reading your show reviews, so make sure you tune in for that. But I do want to start out by thanking the frontline workers out there, especially those of you who are in the hospitals and healthcare facilities, keeping people uh, alive and healthy. And for those of you keeping the economy running for the rest of us, putting your lives on the line by restocking the shelves and manning the grocery stores. Thank you very much. I also want to thank you listeners. Really appreciate you tuning in. We got an exciting show for you today. I'm joined by Kevin McCormick, who can be found on Twitter at Auctuclarus. That's at A-U-C-T-O-R-C-L-A-R-U-S. He's the producer of World Renowned Sports, and we're going to be breaking down the 2020 season schedule. Just remember to tune in tomorrow and Wednesday as well when the national show guests are going to be discussing the rest of the UDFAs and draftees, and we're going to be wrapping up the 2020 NFL draft section of the show. And then on Thursday and Friday, I'm joined by James Voss to review the 2020 football team by position groups. We're going to be doing tight ends and wide receivers. Make sure you hop on over to jamesvoss.net and read his blog ahead of time so you have uh, some good idea of what we're going to be talking about. Now, let me go ahead and reach down here and switch it on. You have too much to give to say silent. That's what he said. That's what he believed. That's what he lived. The American in front, almost a cult of the United States. He's a sort of athletic beetle. Now wait a minute. It's official. Oregon is going to be in the BCS championship game. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Ducks, your daily source for info, updates, and analysis on your Oregon Ducks football and basketball teams. I'm your host, Jordan Long, and you can always find me on Twitter at TheDustOffGuy. And remember to send in those questions and comments using the hashtags AskLodPod. And if Twitter's not your jam, go ahead and check out our Facebook group, Locked on Ducks. Uh, do please click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcasting platform so you can be sure to hear the latest updates from the show as soon as they drop. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five out of five stars review. I'd really appreciate it. If uh, you don't think I deserve five stars, go ahead and leave five anyway. And just let me know in a, in a show review why and we'll get it fixed for you. Uh, speaking of show reviews, I wanted to talk about a, a couple that came in. Remember, I'm going to read these on air when I can as soon as they come up. Uh, uh, Prefan gives five stars and says, Great voice, true duck knowledge. There are a lot of Oregon-themed podcasts out there, and a certain number of them to be hosted by outsiders from the Ducks world, but Jordan clearly is intimately familiar with the University of Oregon history and Eugene in general, makes for easy listening, and gets me pumped for Oregon football. Thank you very much, Prefan. I'm a big Prefan myself, and that's a great review. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm a local boy. Yes, I'm obsessed with stats and history, but I, I think it makes for a more fully fleshed-out story instead of just given rundowns. Next up, Ambler LN also leaves five stars. Says, excellent show, excellent content. All about the Ducks. My only minor problem is that the volume seems to be super low, and I have to jack the volume on my phone to near max. Just turn it up a bit, and it will be awesome. Thanks. Well, no, thank you, Ambler LN. Uh, I do like that you left a five out of five stars and left me a critique or a reminder about how, a better way to fix the show. 
I've been having mic trouble for the last couple of weeks, and I, I think I've got it under control. Uh, but uh, also, some of the, the interviews I do are a little lower quality than I'd like, and, I, and I'm trying to fix that. But I'll, I'll be sure to maybe give it a listen and see how it sounds on the other end before uh, dropping the, the podcast. Uh, I'll try to do more to fix that volume. Uh, do let me know to see, uh, let me know again if it's been fixed. You know, if you click on a show review you've already left, it'll give you a chance to modify it. Maybe let me know if uh, the volume's better. And last up, Megs Ann leaves five stars and says, Fantastic info, fun to listen to, love the show. Thanks for the five stars and a quick review. Even the quick ones uh, support the show immensely. And keep the reviews and five stars rating uh, coming. I really appreciate it. As you know, this is our third month, and uh, we really depend on your participation. I really appreciate it. You know, I think for the if I can get to 25 five-star ratings, I'm going to go ahead and sing the Oregon Ducks fight song. So I look forward to getting those five out of five stars review and reading your show reviews. They will be read on air. And now, on to the action. I'm here with Kevin McCormick, and he may not be number one on the depth chart, but he's definitely number one in our hearts. How you doing, Kevin? Well, I just realized my be- my boxers are on inside out, and I'm doing nothing to rectify the situation. No need. That just means you get to wear them a couple days longer is all. <laughs> uh, so I just want you, the listeners, to let us know what you think of our uh, analysis of the 2020 schedule. Remember to hit up the Facebook page or Ask LodPod on Twitter. And you can always email the show, LockedOnDucks at gmail.com. And this segment's actually brought to you by Built Bar. Check them out at BuiltBar.com and get $10 off your first box with uh, promo code LOCKEDON. So, I just want to get right to the schedule. Game 1, September 15th, North Dakota State comes to Autzen Stadium. Now, apparently, USC's matchup against UC Davis in 2021 was the first for a Pac-12 team against an FCS school. Actually, Notre Dame and UCLA have never played an FCS school uh, uh, either, but uh, USC's athletic director, Mike Bond, canceled that game saying they wanted to play an FBS opponent. And it's probably because it's North Dakota State, because they are incredibly good. They have eight FCS national championships since 2011. They're basically like Wooden's UCLA team, but of college football. The Alabama of the FCS, if you will. In fact, quarterback Trey Lance won the Walter Payton Award last season, and without bringing back Troy Dye, and others are going to have to step up in order for Oregon to continue its, uh, among the top-ranked defenses. My theory, and, and one thing I want to address here, is that the best teams in uh, the lower, the, in FCS, need to be moving up to the FBS, and hmm. the worst teams in the FBS need to be moving down. I know you've heard me say that before, but I think North Dakota State is better than a lot of FBS schools out there. Yeah, if they even make a good showing in this game, that's good evidence for that. Absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, they're kind of the Death Star of FCS. They haven't lost in 37 games, which I assume is why they're even you know, matching up against Oregon. But, uh, you know, Bison Nation's traveling. They, they requ- requested 11,000 tickets. That's a great point about Bison Nation uh, traveling. You know, my my hero and favorite quarterback, Carson Wentz, is a, is a former Bison. And this one, though, I'm going to have to chalk up a W in the win column. Yes, We're going to be right back, and coming up next, we're actually going to talk about the biggest matchup of the regular season. So, stay tuned for that. You know, to be honest, though, and I want to talk about Built Bar for a second. I hadn't actually heard about it until Lockdown was contacted by their team, and they sent us all sample boxes to go ahead and try them out. But before I talk about the bars themselves, 
I want to say what a great bunch of dudes these guys were. We had a Zoom meeting with them, and they were extremely knowledgeable, professional. They were pretty good to us, and and they were legit passionate about the product. We actually got a chance to ask ask things like, is it a, made in a facility with nuts? And it, it turns out they actually have separate facilities where they make these things so that the ones without nuts in them can be separated. So these things are more like candy bars. They're kind of like a Three Musketeers bar, which was actually one of my favorite candy bars when I was a kid, but healthy and loaded with protein. I, I just had the chocolate raspberry and I really couldn't believe how it tasted and smelled like fresh fruit. Now, I'm a chocolate lover, so I'm totally hooked on the fact that every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. And I'm actually not going to sit here and try and say that I run marathons and that these things give me the fuel I need. Uh, I mean, they probably do that for marathon runners, but that's not this guy. But when I'm getting ready for a show, I often forget to eat. And so I end up stuffing myself afterwards or later in the day. But uh, with the Built Bars, I keep this box in my studio and I eat one during show prep. It's satiating, filling, delicious, and loaded with good stuff. Every bar has around 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 3 to 4 grams of sugar. Uh, Kevin, what did you think of yours? You know, I, I was fixing to hate this. And, and you weren't even going to ask me if I did hate it. And I I'm, I'm, can happily say, 100% honestly, it was really good. It was really delicious. Like, it's, it's like the candy bars or protein bars. And I do want to remind the listeners, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back. I'm Jordan Long of Locked On Ducks, and I'm here with Kevin McCormick, and we're talking about the 2020 season schedule. Next up, we're going to be talking about Ohio State. Remember, you got to keep your eye on the enemy, so hop on over to <laughs> Locked On Buckeyes with uh, with host Kyle Lamb. And there's a whole whole host, if you will, of other Locked On College shows. Um, do let me know. I'd like to do a crossover show with Kyle and use the hashtags AskLodPod. What should I ask Kyle? What would you like to know? from a Buckeyes insider going into this game in, in uh, September. So the next game, like I just said, Ohio State, September 12th. Not counting the postseason, Oregon and Ohio State have played only six games, and one of them was at Oxen in 1967. Now, Ohio State is undefeated against Oregon in these games, 9-0, and and that includes the postseason. And Ohio State is the Ohio State of the FBS, just to <laughs> call back to my comment about North Dakota State. Now, Justin Fields is returning from last year. He had the third highest quarterback rating in 2019 and is a top candidate for the Heisman uh, this coming season. Now, he they are ranked number two behind Clemson in the preseason AP poll. And before National Signing Day, they were the fifth-ranked 2020 recruiting class as per 24-7 Sports Composite. You know, I like those composites because 24-7 Sports looks looks through all the internet and puts together a composite ranking. Just remember that U- University of Oregon is actually number one recruiting in the Pac-12. Now, Ohio State is number one out of 130 teams with most Heisman winners, uh, first-round draft picks, uh, the number of weeks on the AP poll, and they're number two out of 130 teams with the most wins, the most consensus All-Americans, uh, all-time record, which is 924 and thir- 326 and 53 ties, and uh, number of weeks, number one on the AP poll, and the total number of NFL draft picks. Number two out of all the teams with 453 NFL draft picks. And I think this is going to decide the postseason for both schedules. I do predict, predict an L. 
in the wind column. Oh my god, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I, I thought you were. I, I thought, thought I was going to homer the I thought you were going to pull a, a Herbert at, at one overall. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's frustrating. No, well, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Uh, they've never beaten Ohio State, and they're probably not going to here. Uh, Ohio State opened as a seven seven and a half point favorite. Uh, as you said, whoever wins, title conversation. Uh, Ohio State, you said they're ranked two. I, that surprised me honestly. I figured it would be one, but they they both lost a ton of talent. So I think they're giving Trevor Lawrence more more credence than than a lot of us. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do predict an L column simply because I think they're going to run the table from here on out, and I can't have them going <laughs> ten and two. So <laughs> that's why. Uh, game three, uh, September nineteenth. Now Hawaii comes to Oregon. Now uh, Hawaii was in last season's Mountain West Conference Championship game where they lost to Boise State thirty-one to ten. I love this, the Rainbow Warriors. What an awesome freaking team <laughs> name! And they're actually coached by former ASU head coach Todd Graham who took over for Nick Rolovich, who we're going to be talking about later. They do have a pretty potent offense and could potentially put up some points. I, I predict a W here. Yeah, I, I think it's not only a W, but I think it'll be pretty lopsided. Um, oddly enough, Hawaii actually won their last three meetings. Granted, that was like from 88 to 94. Right. That, I was surprised by it. And they are going to play three times in the next five years, so that's kind of fun. But yeah, lopsided win for Oregon, 2-1. and one. So, in in game four, September 26th, Oregon's first away game uh, of the season, and it's actually the Pac-12 opener against Colorado. The Ducks are 13-9 and overall in their series. Now, Colorado is in a bit of a rebuild mode. They lost LaVisca Chenault to Jacksonville. They lost uh, linebacker Davion Taylor to my own uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And their head coach was hired by Michigan State. That's Mel Tucker. Their new head coach, Carl Durrell, has been in the uh, uh, NFL before. Now, Colorado's not all bad. They got two very highly rated four-star running backs, damn near five-star running backs, uh, Donovan Edwards and LJ Johnson. They're definitely going to be in the draft conversation next year. Uh, But I think we can count on Oregon's run defense, which allowed just under 110 yards per game last season and was the ninth best rushing defense in the FBS in, uh, in 2019. I predict a W. Yeah, this is the first road game. You got a new quarterback. And Colorado did get a lot better. Uh, I agree with you as far as the result, but I don't think it's going to be the stomping that it was last year. Mm-hmm. And just a, one note on uh, Carl Durrell. Uh, he's the former coach of the UCLA Bruins. And when he was there, the, the columnist for the LA Times called him Carl Dullard. <laughs> Carl Dullard. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, next up, October 3rd, Washington Huskies at Oregon. I'm glad this is a home game. This is one of the the most bloodthirsty rivals yes. in, in all of football. It's a good game to have at Autzen. Now, this Washington team is pretty good. Since 2016, half of the Pac-12 champions have been the Huskies. Oregon, obviously, uh, winning in there once. Now, in I think they're in this Pac-12 championship game despite finishing four and five last year. They have kind of a a new defensive mindset that that can shut down potent offenses like the University of Oregon. Now, in the last two games, the Ducks won in overtime in 2018 and actually had a second-half comeback to win in Washington. So you know how rivalry games can always be trap games, surprise games. Uh, Justin Herbert famously threw his first college pass, which was an interception to Washington in a a 12-2 Washington team in 2006. Washington team in 2016. Now they have a new head coach. Uh, the Chris Patterson era turned the program around, 
and Jimmy Lake was promoted from defensive coordinator. Now, Jimmy Lake has primarily been a defensive backs coach. Washington, Eastern Washington, Montana, Boise State. Actually played at the NFL level, uh, mostly for the Buccaneers, but also for the Lions between 2006 and 2011. So I think this kind of defensive mindset and, and an emphasis on the defensive backs could be a challenge, and the fact that it's such a, a strong rivalry will pose a, another hurdle for Oregon, but I do give them the win in this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think it'll be close. Th- these games always tend to be close because, like you said, they, they both just kind of tend to get up for it. But another thing about Washington, like you alluded to the, the new coach, they got a whole new offense. Like, yeah. there's just so many variables. Like, we just don't know how good they're going to be. But uh, as a side note, uh, Kevin King, the cornerback for the Green Bay Packers, likes Jimmy Lake a lot. That was his defensive backs coach, and he's he thought that was a fantastic move for what it's worth. So. I think it's I think it's a, it bodes well for uh, Washington fans, and there's a lot to look forward to. I just don't think they're going to have what it takes uh, uh, this year, but but we'll see. Week six, uh, October 10th, is a bye week, and I think that's a win for Oregon simply because uh, it's it's in the middle of the season ish, and that's a good time to have a bye. You can uh, uh, recover from any any setbacks if. If Shuck is struggling, he's going to have a week to calm down. If there are any injuries, we're going to be able to deal with those. So game six, October 17th, Oregon is traveling to go see the Cal Bears, who finished 8-5 and five in the conference last year. Now, again, this is another game where Oregon had to come back in the second half last season to beat them. Uh, and they do have one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. In fact, CBS Sports has Cal going 8-1 and one in the division, 11-1 overall, winning the Pac-12 North. So this is a possible breakout year after three years of constant development. Uh, they, CBS predicts their loss to USC. Obviously, I disagree with this whole scenario, but it's, it's a good thing to note. Chase Garbers returned from injury, and he had a three-game winning streak down the stretch, including uh, the Red Box Bowl. And none other than Oregon, Oregon's own Bill Musgrave is the offensive coach and QB's coach for this kid. And... Cal is returning with more starters than anyone else in the Pac-12, which in this in this season of COVID-19, this co- this coronavirus offseason, could play an extremely important role uh, when these games happen. This is a, a the fact that it's a home game for him is favorable, and I think this is going to decide the division. Yeah, I, I actually have this down as the lo- a loss for Oregon. This was a very very good squad last year, and like you said, when Chase Garbers is in there, they were seven and one. We're one and four without him. Mm-hmm. So when, when he's back, this is a very, very different team. Uh, historically, this is an extremely close series, which I was surprised by. It's near, near to 50-50 uh, over the lifetime of the teams. But uh, Oregon has beat them three times in a row. And I think either way, this is going to be a really close game. But I can see it going either way. So I'm uh, just for the sake of difference, I'm putting it in the lost column. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, uh, agreeing with CBS Sports. Uh, they got a lot of, lot of smart people there predicting the same thing. I do predict a, a W on this one. I think Oregon's defense is really going to step up and give Chase Garbers uh, a run for his money. We're going to talk in a little bit of detail about their defense down the down the road here in this podcast. We're going to be back in just a moment. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about the Stanford Cardinal coming to Autzen Stadium and whether we think the Ducks are going to be able to make the playoffs. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Jordan Long. I'm here with Kevin McCormick, and we just wrapped up week seven, and now we're going to go and talk about Stanford. The great part is we don't have to go anywhere because Stanford is coming to Autzen Stadium, and they were crazy bad last year, 4-8 and eight overall, plagued by injuries. In fact, it's the first missed bowl game in the David Shaw era. They've 
he's the only three-time Rose Bowl coach since Pop Warner. And Shaw's overall record is 86-34. and 34. This is one good football coach. Very surprised about their season last year. In fact, they've, they're perennial. They're in the conversation every year for Pac-12 championships. But, but with the loss of their quarterback, K.J. Costello, who transferred to Mississippi State, and they have to rely on a new quarterback, Davis Mills. And for being a junior, I mean, this is really quite good, right? He played five games in 2019, 65% completion, almost 2,000 yards with 11 touchdowns. But he did have five interceptions. Now, unless unless Davis Mills can pull out a miracle as a full-time starter, uh, this is going to be a, a win for Oregon. A win and a blowout win. Uh, as you said, they won four games last year, and they lost a truckload of players to the transfer portal. It was just an exodus, just rats <laughs> off the ship. Uh, this program is kind of a mess, which is strange because, as you said, David Shaw is a really, really great football coach. He's generally considered pretty safe and insulated. I think they'd be morons to cut loose of him. But, again, blowout win for Oregon. You know, this is one of those moments where I would love for uh, fans of Locked on Ducks who, who have have a lot of knowledge about Stanford. Maybe they you know, used to follow the team and, and crossed over to the dark side. But, for you know, to use that hashtag's AskLodPod and go ahead and, and let the show know like, what is happening at Stanford? I don't have time to investigate that team. Uh, I would love to do a crossover episode. You know, Locked On has a great network for those opportunities. But uh, let's get to game eight. Now, this is uh, on Halloween. Oregon is going to uh, Arizona, and who actually played our alma mater, PSU, Portland State University, because I know there are football fans out there who might... Yes, we, we, yes. we, we didn't go to Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Arizona gets to play PSU on September 5th, and I'm actually going to tune into that game because I kind of want to get Same. a clue. First of all, I love watching the Vikings, PSU Vikings football, but I, it'll give us a clue on where this Arizona team is going to be at because they were actually the Pac-12's worst uh, record with 2-7, and seven, and they were only 4-8 and eight overall, losing seven games down the stretch. They actually gave Oregon a drubbing back in 2018, 44-15. <laughs> now, that year the Ducks finished 5-3 and three in the conference. In fact, head coach Kevin Sumlin's on, on the hot seat, definitely. But uh, uh, ESPN's Football Power Index predicts they're going to be 5-7, and seven, plus yeah. one game from last year. So <laughs> I predict a W in this one. Yeah, it, this Arizona club is just not that good. That's the, the long and the short of it. Uh, Kevin Sumlin might get fired this year, and that might actually be warranted. Uh, they lost Khalil Tate, who was not even really being used all that well. Uh, Grant Gannell might be okay, but I do think Oregon's going to stomp him. Uh, this program's kind of been in the doldrums really this entire century, and that's not changing anytime soon. Yeah, next up, so so definite, definite win there. I like the way this is trending. And in fact, they're going to need some momentum going into Week 10, because on November 7th, uh, the Trojans are coming to Oregon. Uh, now, USC won the last five out of six games last season and is the only team to have beaten Utah last year, except for Oregon, who beat them in the <laughs> Pac-12 championship. But uh, USC is loaded with offensive talent. They averaged 455 total yards of offense last year, and they uh, had a, a program record 335 passing yards and 32 points per game. They have experience and depth in the offense, and their quarterback Keaton Slovis. Now, I'm actually kind of interested in following the career of this guy. He was Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year, Freshman First Team All-American, set Pac-12 record at NCAA Freshman record of 72% passing uh, completion percentage, and has USC Freshman records 3,500-plus yards and 30 touchdowns. 
Now, they do have to play Alabama, and of course they have to play Notre Dame, so I'm not sure that... I mean, this could be a preview of the Pac-12 championship game. In fact, I think it may well be, but uh, Oregon beat them last year. In fact, it was their best conference game of 2019. I predict a win, but it's going to be a lot of fireworks. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Some folks think this Ducks squad is a one-loss team. I believe it's a two-loss team. Uh, the, the, the pessimists among us believe it's a three-loss team. And the third loss is to USC. Uh-huh. Uh, this program is almost weirdly like like the high-functioning alcoholic cousin of, <laughs> of the last one we were just talking about. Because yeah. they seem like a disaster, but they have a ton of talent, like you said. And it's at Autzen, so they are going to come strong. USC got embarrassed by them in Southern California last year. And you know what? They remember that. So some are saying this is a potential trap game. Speaking of trap games, uh, week 11, November 13th, Arizona State comes to Oregon. And I'm so looking forward to this game because this was the trap game that kept <laughs> that kept the University of Oregon out of the playoffs last year. Vengeance. And I don't know if this is your thing. It's not mine, but it is Friday the 13th. Now, Colin Cowherd and ASU head coach Herm Edwards consider... Sophomore Jaden Daniels, a potential number one overall pick in 2022. They do have a new offensive coordinator, Zach Hill, who is a former Boise State offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Now, Boise State had PFF's top 15 passing game in the nation last year and was 14th in the nation with 36.8 points per game. So this could be a situation that sees Jaden Daniels improving from an already stellar sophomore season. It's going to be another huge test for the Oregon defense which was among the top defenses in 2019. I said we get to this earlier. I didn't want to go into too much detail with every team, but they were second in the Pac-12 in, in, in scoring defense, forced the most turnovers in the Pac-12 with 27, and they have 9 of 11 starters returning. And I think that's really, really bodes well for, like we were talking about with this COVID-19 offseason, sure. where you want starters. Now, Kayvon Thibodeau is a top pass rusher in the nation. East. and Andy Avalos' defense is going to be in its second year. And what he brought to the table last year was a run-stopping, turnover-forcing, pass-stopping, red-zone-stalling 2019 performance, which can only get better under this second year. Noah Sewell and Justin Flo. And now, please stay tuned for the linebackers review with James Voss, but these two, I think, are more than, than going to uh, help to replace Troy Dye. I predict a win. This feels like your personal revenge on Arizona State by spending the, their entire segment talking about how great the Ducks' defense is. I have to. But, I'm sorry. Yeah, as you said, Oregon was frankly climbing back towards playoff contention before that ASU game when uh, Arizona State absolutely shocked the world and kind, kind of ruined their season. I mean, it was still a totally successful season, but it wasn't what it could have been. Like you said, Jaden Daniels, absolute stud. I just think the Ducks have a lot more talent. They, these, these two clubs always play each other really, really close the last three years in particular, but I also see a Duck win. Uh, the 11th game of the season played 11-21. Now, Oregon is going to Washington State. And I actually really like talking about Washington State. You're going to find out why in just a minute. In fact, <laughs> Kevin, I'm sure you know why. <laughs> but before we get to that, last year showed that the Ducks won't be pushed around anymore, right? Snapping a four-game skid. And this is an all-time series against Washington State. They snapped that four-game losing streak against Wazoo. Now, uh, their new head coach, Nick Ravalich, who he talked about in the Hawaii game, and his Hawaii offensive coordinator, Brian Smith, came over from the islands to uh, to Washington State. And they're going to continue Mike Leach's air raid with a prolific passing game, which I must say was made famous by, I'm going to say Luke Falk, but my man, Gardner Minshew <laughs> third. In fact, 
Former quarterback Anthony Gordon uh, is the third straight quarterback to go to the NFL. He was signed by Seattle just recently as an undrafted rookie free agent. And will they be able to replace uh, th- this continuing great quarterbacks trend? Let me just let me just drop the name of their new quarterback and see if you can make the connection here. His name is John Bledsoe. Yes, uh, that Bledsoe. Gotcha. Okay, that that's awesome. I didn't know that. Um, Washington State here is pretty unpredictable. I feel I, I, it's hard to say exactly how good they're going to be. I, I know that Washington State, at least while Mike Leach was there, always kind of seemed to have Oregon's number. He is, besides being kind of the, the air raid wizard, he's kind of a really good chess ma- chess master mid game. Mm-hmm. He knows how to blunt your your strengths and, and whatnot. You know, he's really one of the greatest coaches in college football, in my opinion. So that's a big loss. That's that's what leans me towards the Ducks winning this one. Well, we are going to have to contend with uh, what is essentially a quarterback factor, an NFL quarterback factory. At this point, with fair to say, John Bledsoe at, at the helm. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. In week 13, November 28th, it's the Civil War, the oldest rivalry in football. Oregon has to travel to Corvallis. Yeah, that's where Oregon State plays, for those of you out-of-state <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, good old Corvallis. Now, the Beavers finished number two in the Pac-12 North last season. Uh, kind of on an upswing with head coach Jonathan Smith, who's in his second year. They did have three offensive starters drafted, so they do think they have a lot of making up to do. But uh, let's be on the lookout for linebacker Hamilcar. Yes, his name is Hamilcar. Dope. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are historians of the Roman era, and Hamilcar is one of the greatest uh, history names of all time. So linebacker Hamilcar Rashid returns. And they he had an OSU record 14 sacks last year, and that's, that's nice. a beast for a linebacker right there. Now, I don't think they're going to have enough of a pickup. I do predict the win. Oregon's winning this game, period, hands down. Uh, the, the next time Oregon State beats Oregon, it's going to feel like your kid beating you in basketball for the first time. <laughs> You're just going to be like, oh, good job, little buddy. Uh, yeah, like you said, they, they lost a lot of talent. Isaiah Hodgins, Jake Luton, um, they're, they're not winning this game, period. Uh, I know nothing about football if Oregon State wins this game. So the Ducks are going to finish the season 11-1. and They're going to be Pac-12 championship champions, and they're going to be in the college football playoff with Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama with Georgia and Wisconsin on the outside looking in. That's that's optimistic. I, I feel my, my two losses is more realistic. Uh, the, the three loss folks are just being uh, cynical pessimists, in my opinion. I, I think two's the sweet spot, which may even still put, put them in that playoff conversation. So we'll see. A, a few balls bounce their way, you get that one loss. All right, that's going to do it for Locked on Ducks. Uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, we got the NFL Draft and Undrafted Rookie Free Agent Recap with the national shows. We're going to be talking to a Locked On Chargers about Justin Herbert, Locked On Giants about Shane Lemieux, and Locked On Vikings about Brady Aiello and Troy Dye. Then Thursday and Friday, we got James Voss on the show to do a breakdown of the tight ends and wide receiver position groups. Go ahead and check out his sports blog at jamesvoss.net before then. My name is Jordan Long. You can find me on Twitter at the Dustoff Guy, and this has been with Kevin McCormick at Auctuclarus, A-U-C-T-O-R-C-L-A-R-U-S. 
And this is Locked on Ducks, your daily source for info, updates, and analysis on your Oregon Ducks football and basketball. Check out the show on Twitter, at Locked on Ducks. What do you think of our predictions? What should I ask the other college hosts about the matchups? Uh, what do you think of the predictions about the win-loss record and getting into the college football playoffs? Go ahead and send it in to hashtags AskLodPod or the Facebook page or uh, email me at LockedOnDucks at gmail.com and uh, click subscribe or follow so you can get the newest content uh, the minute it's available. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a five out of five stars review. And if you don't think I deserve five stars, leave five anyway. Uh, but do leave a show review and I'm going to fix whatever it is that was going to keep you from leaving five stars. But again, thank you for leaving five out of five. We're going to go ahead and read those reviews on the air. That's it for Locked on Ducks. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of your favorite team, besides Oregon, by saying, hey, she who shall not be named, play podcast Locked on Blazers or whatever your other favorite teams are. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And remember to be happy during these crazy times. Thank you. Love y'all. And go Ducks. (laughs) 